0: Thanksgiving Eve, you're listening to the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, your spot for both some feel-good life advice and some mediocre fantasy football advice. I'm your host, Seth Wolcott, coming at you live from Happy Valley, Pennsylvania, joined as always by my co-hosts, Thomas Kuda, dialing in from Ocala, Florida, and Nathan Pulvo, dropping in from Denver, Colorado. Gentlemen, uh, needless to say, it's been one of the strangest Thanksgivings of my young life, but I'm going to keep on keeping on over here in PA. How are we doing out there?
1: Doing great, man. We got a uh, surprise like eight inches of snow last night. <laughs> so woke uh, up this morning and looked <laughs> out the window and was like, what? But no, we just- didn't Jackson's school got canceled, so we didn't have to leave. So it was it's good, like- man. Just snowed in. Nice. How about you, Tom?
2: Oh, you know, just starting a new job. So that's all, you know, my whole schedule is like just exploded all over the place. Finals of this week. But all you got to do is just truck through, get to Thanksgiving. Give me some turkey, baby. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We're only two days away from Thanksgiving. We have an awesome football slate lined up as well on Thanksgiving. Today, we're going to be doing a little special uh, Thanksgiving episode here on the show We're going to be talking about Thanksgiving dishes and temperature check, comparing them to our fantasy football players. Uh, We're going to do some Turkey Day short things, sleepers of the week. We're going to take some live questions, and we'll round out the show with some weekly advice. Uh, If you're used to checking out the audio version of the show, continue to do that. Episodes will be out every Wednesday. Uh, If you're used to tuning on into us on Twitter, you can continue to do that as well. Uh, 945 will be going live every Tuesday night, so check that out. Uh, You can find myself on Twitter at between underscore Seth FF. You can find Tom at Thomas Kuda and you find Nate over at gen eight Jack 2017. And you find the show, the site, everything we have going on at in between media at IBT underscore media on Twitter. Uh, Nate, what are we drinking today over there, man?
1: I am drinking a hot peak IPA from Breckenridge brewery. What are you drinking Seth?
0: Got the old Bush latte once again. Uh, keeping it classy for for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) So funny, man. When we first met and started talking and you were talking about drinking a latte, I literally thought you were having a latte every night.
0: (laughs) No, just just God's latte over here. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be rolling with that. Uh, no hunting cans out yet, but I'm on the I'm on the hunt for those. So keep that in mind if, if you're out there. If you find any hunting cans, NPA, let me know where they are. I will come. I will find them, boys. We got a lot to get into tonight. It seems like I want to start with some opening up to questions for any listeners out there. I want to address one on Twitter before we get into any of those, but feel free to drop your questions in the chat. We appreciate all the support, guys. Um, We have one from Andrew Fringe on Twitter, guys. Uh, What do we do with Duke Johnson? Is he a trap play? Uh, He's only had 5.4 and uh, a little over 6 PPR points last week. So uh, what are we doing here moving forward here on Week 12, guys? I feel like he's
1: a trap play. I mean, he just – what, he had 15 yards on 14 carries or something like that last week. Like, it was bad. And he's the number one back right now with David Johnson out, and they're just almost not running the ball anymore because they can't with yeah. Duke Johnson. I I mean, he's a guy I want nothing to do with.
2: I agree. I think he's a total trap. Like, I just – I don't want to do anything with him right now. Like, I think the teams have, I have time to just prepare for just stuffing him up and I don't think he's going to do a whole
0: lot. Yeah, it's a lot like the situation we've talked about a lot this season with these backup running back coming coming in, Alexander Madison when Dalvin Cook went down, and then Chase Edmonds when uh, Kenyon Drake went down. When teams have the option to prepare for these backup running backs, they're normally not going to do as well. Uh, Duke Johnson we saw when he got the start here in week 10 two weeks ago, he didn't even garner a reception, and that that's his game. So. I don't know what's going on in the Houston backfield, but I want no part of it, especially until David Johnson gets back, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm staying away, man.
0: And it looks like we have a little comment from Scrapper, uh, 31-31. He just pulled off a keeper trade getting CMC for Zeke. What's what's your thought on that, Nate, CMC for keepers? Oh, I think that's a steal. I mean, I'd rather
1: have CMC next year than Zeke. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. What do you think, Tom?
2: Know that uh sometimes I have concerns about CMC's like long term health, but honestly I think it's great. Like I'm not a huge Zeke fan. I think Dallas is gonna keep struggling. So I don't know. I think this is definitely a, a win-win trade.
0: Next year I think I think could be dicey. I, I wanna see how Christian McCaffrey plays out the rest of this season. So I'm really interested in seeing that. But I also think in general too, like If you're going for a win this season, CMC is probably the guy once he gets back healthy that I want at the end of the season. If you need a playoff spot and you're vying for these next two weeks, Zeke's probably your guy. But if you already have that playoff spot locked up, I think you ride CMC here in the playoffs, even though it might be a little scary playing him, you know, his his first week back in in week 14 here. And it looks like we don't have any more questions coming in. So I think, uh, I think it's the time boys to jump into some temperature check. What do you think? Let's do it, man. Awesome.
1: Temperature check. That's really spicy. Holy fire.
0: So this week on temperature check, we're going to be uh, picking one player and comparing it to a Thanksgiving dish. So, uh, Tom... You're the guy who, uh, every time I come down there to Florida, you guys always have some divine food. So so what do you have for me today?
2: Well, me, when it comes time to Thanksgiving, I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. That's like the bulk of the meal for me, the highlight of my day. All right. And for me this year, that player-wise has been Devontae Adams. I mean, he's a wide receiver one. By just, He's just been amazing. Drop dead, lights out player. I mean, if you drafted him in the first round, if you took the risk of not going for a running back right out of the gate, wow, is it paying off for you this year. And he's going to be, like mashed potatoes, the backbone to so many teams winning championships this year. So when you go to take a bite of your mashed potatoes this year, if you got Devonta Adams on your team, put a little smile out there.
1: <laughs> man, he's been – I was fading him at the beginning of the season too. And, like, I'll own it. I was
0: wrong, man.
1: He has been so good – So good. Straight fire. Straight fire, man.
0: I saw Devontae Adams coming into this season, Tom, as like one of those guys. I I probably wasn't willing to, to pull the trigger in the first round, but early second I pulled the trigger at least in one league, and I'm super happy I did. I feel like at the end of the day, Devontae Adams is the type of guy. He's like Michael Thomas last season. There really aren't any other options in that Green Bay offense. Aaron Rodgers he trusts Devontae Adams. He's had trust issues with MVS. Uh, I, I know he came out and defended him here after that that brutal end of the game uh, turnover from NBS, but I think at the end of the day, like if you have Devonte Adams, he's a league-winning type of guy. He's going to get you into the championship and maybe win it all for you this season. I agree. To
2: I all. mean, yeah, so far he's had four games over thirty points. Like those are weak winners by themselves. <laughs> so it's it's really amazing what he's done this year. All right, um,
1: who, who's throwing at me next? Nate, Seth, what you do you You want me to go? Yeah, you right. go I, I, Dude, I'm happy to go. So the New York Jets are kind of like cranberry sauce to me. Like, it's the thing. It's there every Thanksgiving, and it's there in front of you, just <laughs> like the Jets are there every year right in front of you. You know, like, this is the year Sam Darnold's going to be great. This is the year that Adam Gase is going to get it together. You know, yeah. like – Rashad Perriman's going to be good. Then you got Michael Perrine, but instead Frank Gore's getting most of the carries. They, like the Jets. Against your better judgment, you always take one of them. Just like at Thanksgiving, against your better judgment, you always take a spoonful of cranberry sauce. And then you st- <laughs> Like okay, so like here's a good example: Sam Darnold, three games of double-digit points this year. And granted, oh. he's been hurt, but he had a game where he was negative .7 points on sleeper that's what you like right Uh, Jameson Crowder has been decent at times but like Flacco Mm -hmm. and he's they're just inconsistent cranberry sauce is disgusting the Jets are disgusting like I don't want either one of them on my plate
0: I think with Sam Darnold they're like canned cranberry sauce and with Without <laughs> last but these last two weeks at least they're like homemade cranberry sauce or something. Get those walnuts <laughs> up in there, like Rashard Perryman. He's been out there catching balls. He like, has. He has. Yeah, he
2: has. For me, I like to much like I relegate my uh, cranberry sauce to the garbage can. I would like to <laughs> relegate that to another league somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's. We need to start. Uh, the NFL needs to start doing like the system like the professional soccer does, and whatever team ends up in last consistently needs to go to like the XFL and like, we should bring up the Roughneckers or something. I think that would be a good time. Get rid of, get rid of the jets. <laughs> They're a piss organization.
1: They're just run so poorly. It's crazy. I mean, any organization that would give Adam Gase GM duties, like.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, that's
1: an ownership level problem at that point, man. Like that's just yep. bad. It's Absolutely. bad. Absolutely. All right. Seth. who do you got?
0: Yeah, speaking of ownership problems, guys, my Thanksgiving Dish player that I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to be comparing him to the green bean casserole. So like green bean casserole, uh, I really avoided this player for a long time, as long as I can remember. I never ate green bean casserole casserole really until I was about 16, 17. And I eventually tried it, and at first I really liked it. I was like, wow, green bean casserole is fire, Uh, and this player is also fire. but. At the end of the day I learned the hard lesson this year that like green bean casserole this player Joe Mixon is he's not he's not the first option he's not the second option and maybe he's the third option on your plate like obviously we know the news came out this last week guys that after missing 4 games and having a bye week Joe Mixon is now going on IR like Tom I know you're a huge Joe Mixon guy you you have him in a couple leagues I have Joe Mixon I think, three leagues this season. I've never owned him before. And, like, this is, like, a prime example why we don't draft the Bengals, guys. I mean, (laughs) he's averaging almost 17 PPR points a game. But, like, here we are five weeks in, gets put on IR. Like, the Bengals effing bone you, man. They effing bone you every year.
1: Well, it's, like, it's crazy because it was, like, two – he was down for, what, two, three weeks before they put him on IR so every week really it's played. like' All is he right. gonna play is he not gonna play yeah. He's like this year he's poorly made green bean casserole. It's yeah. just not the good yeah. you're not getting the good casserole this year.
2: No no you're getting like I don't know somebody he got can't, earth can't earth green, green beans yeah <laughs> it's not a great not a great look this year it's questionable at so best. Uh, a dented can of, like, cream of mushroom soup to put in there. Like, who knows what happening? <laughs> <I mean. laughs> no, try, I'm pretty freaking heartbroken. I'm glad that I took out the Josh Jacobs insurance
0: in Dinosaur. Dynast- <laughs> Just to yeah. make sure I the plan. Well, boy- <laughs> I I think the frustrating part about Joe Mixon this season is if we knew right off the bat that he was going to miss five to eight weeks, I would have been spending a ton of fab on him. I would have used my waiver priority on him, but – I. I didn't get Gio Bernard because I only thought it was going to be a one week thing. If that, like people thought that first initial week that Joe Mixon might be playing and you might be firing him up. So like, and now with Joe Burrow, I mean, I guess we're burying the lead here a little bit too, but Joe Burrow tears his ACL MCL has some structural damage there. He's done for the season, probably not going to be ready for next season. Uh, so, So that's not great. And like, do you guys think there's a chance we don't see Joe Mixon back this season? Like, what's the point almost if you're the Bengals? I
1: would be disappointed if they brought him back. There's no reason to, from just a pure football standpoint, like for his health, just give him the rest of the season. Like, with Burrow gone, there's a, they were already bad. Okay. Yeah, I, There's no reason to bring Mixon back.
2: He pushed through injuries last season to just kind of like be the offense while they were waiting to draft Burrow. Yeah. And there's no reason to do that to him again. Like just let him take it off and bring everyone back full strength strengths
1: when you can. Yeah. So yeah. guys, we've, we've got a question if okay. you're ready.
0: Yeah, hit All us right. with
1: So Scrapper3131, hey, Nick. Uh, thoughts on Nelson Aguilar. Is he worth using for the rest of the year in PPR? Seth, what do you think?
0: Oh, man. Nelson Aguilar. Like, I have a real love-hate relationship going back with this guy. Uh, I remember, I don't know if you, do you guys have, – have you guys ever seen that video, that trending video of uh, the guy who saved some kids from a fire? And he, he he's like saying, Nate, have you ever seen it? Like, the guy's like, oh, I was out there bombing babies and they were catching him. Like – unlike Nelson Aguilar and he makes this like hilarious thing. <laughs> I'll never forget it in my life but so like,
2: it's the most silly thing
0: <laughs> yes the most silly thing you can ever expect and I love it but like I, I guess that's what I think of when I think about Nelson Aguilar guys like I picked him up in a couple leagues including the Scott Fishbowl a couple weeks ago I actually dropped him coming into this week because I know they faced some bad weather recently but Nelson Aguilar he's really hit or miss like you can throw him in your lineup, Nick, and he, he might get you 20 points like he did this last week, but you have to all, also be be willing to maybe take a goose egg because that's who Nelson Aguilar is at the end of the day. Like, hats off to to John Gruden, to Derek Carr, to Nelson Aguilar for working his ass off and becoming a better player this season. But at the end of the day, like, he's hot and cold for me. I, I, I can't trust him. Like, is he worth a pickup? Yeah, if you're a wide receiver needy, but I'm not really trying to play him every week or anything like that
1: so seth does this change your mind their next five games atlanta the jets indianapolis the chargers and the dolphins a little bit a little bit Is like, that i was in your camp but then that was pointed out to me i was like whoa okay i mean because atlanta and the jets are going to give up a
0: turn of wide receiver Sure, yeah, sure. I will. I will play him these next two weeks. Those are great matchups. But y- you cannot tell me I am going into the fantasy football playoffs in any league and starting Nelson Aguilar. Like I am sorry, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> well,
2: like, two things to say on the as Nelson Aguilar thing. Okay, in Week Eight, he played against Cleveland and caught no passes. Okay, they only threw two at him, but he still caught zero. And then I would just want to paint a word picture for the game. Well, let's just say New Jersey because they're awful, okay? All right, someone throws Derek Carr just unwinds, uncorks, deep pass, beautiful spiral, perfect. Aguilar's in the end zone all alone, and you just watch as the okay. ball goes through his hands straight onto the field. Total drop, weak loss. Yep. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> He's just so inconsistent. He, he just got like the worst case of the drops. Like when it's oh, a number and it's big, it, he just just doesn't show up sometimes.
0: Nate, are you are you willing to play and Nelson Aguilar? And I guess that goes hand in hand with how much are you spending fab wise and or waiver priority on him this week if you don't have him already? I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot in fab. Um, if I'm high
1: waiver priority, I'm probably going after someone like Michael Pittman instead. Um, but if I, I've got him, and I think our league actually, and I've got him in a league and I started him last week, got his 22 points, but I started him before and I got the goose egg. I got the 2.3 point. week. you know, I got the yeah. 6.9 point week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I think I agree with you, Seth. The next two weeks are great matchups. I yeah. think that Rug probably breaks out in Indy and we see Aguilar probably not get as much there. So I mean, he's a good. I mean, if you're looking for a guy to stream to get into the playoffs or to get you through a two week period where you're kind of rough, yeah, go for it. But he's not a guy I'm going to play every week. He's not a stud guy I'm going to put in there and just go with him. Try and ride him to the championships, wide receiver. Not even a wide receiver too.
0: Not in the playoffs. I, I just no. can't trust it. Like may, maybe there's a chance this guy like has a Devonte. Parker like season like he did last year and kind of breaks out and like gets you to championships. But, ah, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's Nelson, right. Aguilar. it's <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. So Nick play at your own risk. Like these next two weeks, we love him, but moving forward here, probably not, not, not going to be starting him in the playoffs. I don't think. Unless you have to, unless you have to, of course, 2020, yeah. 2020 man, It it's crazy out there. <laughs> um, speaking of getting crazy boys, uh, why don't we jump into some turkey day sure things sleepers of the week uh Nate what is that what is that chemical in turkey again that that makes you really tired fan yes okay so we're gonna break all of that out and uh give you some sure things to fire up on turkey day and have a little fun while you're uh dealing with your in-laws this this year it's
1: the short sure thing Sleepers
0: of the week. All right. And and Tom, how about you start us out here with who your Turkey Day Short Thing Sleeper of the Week is this year?
2: All right. My Turkey Day Short Thing, um, I I know that I struggle to trust Dallas. That is a well known fact for me. (laughs) I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to be the beneficiary of a tough matchup this week. Um, I know the Washington football team doesn't seem like it should be a super tough matchup, but their defense actually like pretty legit for some reason. So I have confidence that they're going to really hone in on shutting Cooper and Elliott down. And I think that anything that moves through this offense now that Dalton's back in action and like doing well again is going to go from him to CeeDee Lane. So if you're going to play someone from Dallas this week, I mean, obviously you're playing Zeke if you got him, but I'm firing up Lamb.
1: Yeah, man. I think you have to fire Lamb up. Like, he's so good. He's such a good route runner. And for all the fading at Dalton, <laughs> Seth, for all the fading on Andy Dalton, like he was yeah. serviceable in Cincinnati when he was healthy. And like, we've talked about this. Like he was like, two steps above Trent Dilfer and what Trent Dilfer was in Baltimore when he won a super bowl, like game manager plus. Yeah. And I think that in Dallas with all those weapons, eventually like he only had what a week and a half before he got knocked unconscious. And he didn't really have any time to really work with these guys. Cause it was clearly Dak's offense. And I think now that he's getting in the groove, I mean, it fits into one of the guys I love, but yeah, CD lamb's one of those guys. He's so dynamic. He's got to benefit from it. And like Seth said, they're going to be focusing on Zeke. They're going to be focused on Amari Cooper. Mm -hmm. C.D. Lamb's a guy who could have a huge, huge Thursday.
0: Yeah, I mean, you think in his first Thursday for the Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb's probably going to show up. I mean, we don't know for certain, but, like, that's prime time. He's wearing number 88, Jerry's request. So uh, I think C.D. Lamb shows up here. And, like, again, I'm not going out and, like, trying to start CD Lamb. But, Tom, he's a perfect short thing sleeper of the week, I think, here on Turkey Day.
1: Heck, yeah. All right. So, I'm going to piggyback on you, Tom, since I've got another cowboy. Um, um, Dalton Schultz. So, I this is the second time today I've talked about him. Third time today I've talked about him, actually. Um, so, he's been really good like quietly, really consistent. Um, So he's only been under double digits, well, four times. But if you figure Blake Jarwin was around, I mean, he had a 24-point game in week two against Atlanta. He had an 11-point game against Philly. He had a 13-point game against Minnesota with Dalton back. And they looked comfortable. Mm -hmm. And remember, remember, Andy Dalton made – Tyler Eifert a thing without Andy Dalton. He just hasn't been, I know he's in Jacksonville, but is he like this guy makes some of these guys relevant. And I think people forget that about Andy Dalton. And I think Dalton Schultz is a guy who's going to have a huge, huge run. I mean, they've got Washington this week, which is a little bit tough, but I think he'll do well. I think he's another one of those guys. They're not going to blanket because he's been so under the radar then they've got Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, who is like playing with like semi-pro guys at this point. <laughs> and then For the championship, if you've got Schultz, they've got Philly. Mm. Like that's a guy I'm like, I mean, grab him. He's only rostered in 23% of leagues on sleeper. He was only started in 11% of leagues last week.
0: I threw him out. I threw him out, bro. You threw him out. Oh, no. had to. No, no, I threw him out. I threw him out in my lineup. Oh, you (laughs) did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Hey, Nate, I agree with you here, man. Like, desperate times call for desperate measures, and Dalton Schultz is is just that. Like, he is PPR tight end 10 at the end of the the day. Like, I know that isn't saying a lot in a season where George Kittle has gone down to injury. We haven't seen Zach Ertz most of the season. Like, but still, like, he's still a top – probably a low end tight end one the rest of the way. And, and here again, like we know that Washington, they're all peeved off that Amari Cooper didn't come there. So they're going to throw everything they have on defense at him. And uh, maybe Dalton Schultz gets to the, into the end zone. And uh, just like the pilgrims arrived on the Mayflower, he's going to arrive here in the end zone here on Thursday. I love it, Nate. I love it. Let's hope, man. All right,
1: Seth, who do you have?
0: All right, boys. So, uh, I'm gonna go back. Uh, I hope there is a game on Thursday. Again, this is all gonna be word of mouth. We're gonna keep you know keep you updated here. Tune into Adam Schefter's Twitter account. That's kind of where I'm always following. So I highly recommend you do that. But uh, if there is a Baltimore versus Steelers game on Thursday night, I'm going with my short thing sleeper of the week, Eric mm-hmm. Ebron. I mean, Eric Ebron's another one of these tight ends, Nate, that no one's talking about right now. He's been the PPR tight end four. Behind Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and T.J. Hawkinson since week seven. That's five weeks sample size. The last five weeks again. Eric Ebron PPR tight end four. Big Ben's heating up, guys, and the Ravens—they're super mediocre, middle of the road uh, team against uh, against tight ends. I think I think now if you have Eric Ebron, why not throw him on in Turkey Day and uh, have a little fun and, and ride with him? I don't know. I think it's a good play. Well, I mean, he's got three
1: touchdowns in their last four games. He's an 80-plus snap share guy every week, pretty much. I mean, he's getting two, three, four targets, but he's basically catching everything thrown his way. And he's a touchdown hound, man. He's so big, and he can get down in there. We saw it last week, man. He just, like, gutted one out. He's a Mm -hmm. big dude. He's got good hands. I like it.
2: Yeah, me too. Honestly, moving to Pittsburgh was kind of what Ebron needed for his career. Like, this is <laughs> this is obviously a place that he's done well in. Because, I mean, Ebron is always like that guy that at the beginning of the year, people were like, is he going to be good this year or this year? <laughs> like, right. Is it going to happen now? Scary. How about now? Yeah. And this year it's actually happened, like, with some consistency and regularity. And, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I weren't happy it was happening. Steelers so, um, I do think he's a great play this week though especially against the Ravens um, like I think he's just going to show up and show out for Big Ben and this team like getting into their postseason
0: form right now I think at the end of the day like the Ravens are a matchup that the Steelers are actually going to have to do something on offense and they can't just sit back and and try to get something that's not there going with James Connor with Benny Snell uh, with Anthony McFarlane. I don't think that's happening this week. And like last week, just last week, the Ravens they gave up uh, combined to Anthony Fursker and Johnu Smith eight for fifty five and one. Like like it's not a world beating line, but like I know a lot of people threw out Johnu last week. I picked up uh, Anthony Ferster in that Scott Fishbowl this week. So like like there are viable points to be had at tight end against the Ravens. And I think why not Eric Ebron here on Turkey Day? Love it, man
2: absolutely
1: all right guys
0: yeah gentlemen why don't we round out the show uh w- kind of with a way we always like to do it a little bit of weekly advice put some feel good back into everyone's tuesday
1: weekly weekly
0: Um, I guess I'll start this one out. Uh, I've been parlaying to Tom here uh, to open these up. So I'll start you out with uh, we're going to everyone's going to throw out a fantasy sports tip going on here in the last couple of weeks. And we're also going to throw out some life advice tips for you as well. And I want to talk about uh, we need to stop as a community, as analysts, and we need to stop as fantasy football players uh, purely doing start, sit decisions based on points against like, I know that's a very attractive thing to do. It's the easiest stat to find, but that's not always going to work. And I wanted to touch on this last week, but we really didn't get a chance. Uh, like in week 10, Jared Goff, he had the the perfect matchup, everyone was calling it against Seattle. And while Seattle's defense does allow the the most points per game to opposing quarterbacks, like I, I called Goff as a sit that week. And I don't think it's anything that, that I, I I don't think it was too tough of a call. Like at the end of the day, like, we knew the Rams were coming off their bye. We knew they were going to have a healthy Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson was going to get some rest. Malcolm Brown, and that's what we saw in that Week Ten matchup, uh, Rams in Seattle. Like Jared Goff had like ten fantasy points, and everyone in the industry had him ranked as a top ten play. Like I'm, I'm just here to advise. Like there's more to start sit decisions than just points against. Look into the game flow. Look into the weather. How do you project the play calling going? What happened last time? historically, how are these players against these teams? Is it a division matchup? Lower your expectations. Is it an out-of-conference matchup? Maybe raise your expectations. Are they home? Are they away? There are so many different factors every week that go into these decisions. And I just think we need to do a better job as players, and we need to do a job even better here at InBetween Media and, and everyone in the industry. Like, stop ranking people like Jared Goff in Week 10 inside your top 10 purely on matchup. That's all I have to say really on that.
1: That's fair. A lot goes into it, man. It's not just as easy as looking at a quick matchup and, well, yeah, yeah, it's the the first-ranked pass defense, but then Baker Mayfield has 300 yards and five touchdowns.
0: Right, right.
1: You never know, man. There's a lot that plays into it. Yeah. Yeah, there really
2: is a whole lot that plays into it. Like you said, I mean, like even just talking about Eric Ebron and stuff, like, I mean, the Ravens are are usually a pretty good defense, but Steelers are going to go all gas, no breaks, and <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's a big matchup in game and game plan things, like you said, that will change, like beyond just a base level stat sheet look.
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tom, what what is your uh, fantasy advice we can take kind of down the stretch here?
2: Um. So I think one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now, like in places where I'm gearing up for the playoffs. Is I'm taking a look at t- defenses, like if you if you play in a league with defenses, <clears throat> taking a look at their slates for the playoffs, and I'm going and looking to uh, probably pick up a second defense because I want two that are going to have strong matchups, and I do that in part one so I'm better prepared, and especially because COVID this year, you know, if one team yeah. doesn't, all of a sudden you got to have somebody to plug in. And two, because I like to troll the other people in the playoffs. Like, I don't want to do anything to leave free points for the person who's going to play against me in a couple weeks. You know, like, I don't want to take a look and see a great matchup and just whiff on it completely and lose the week to some stupid 30 point defense score thing. Yeah. So, I really try to dig in right now, usually, literally, like this week or next, and do my homework on what defenses I'm going to bring to the table and go ahead and scoop them up. I can
0: yeah Tom I I agree with you here um I'm normally not someone to roster two defenses on my team but at, at this point in the season like what's your fifth wide receiver to you versus a defense you might play next week so Nate, Nate where are you rostering at like like uh, where are you on rostering two defenses this time of year
1: well I actually only have one league and I'm not good at it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I've always played team defense, like, my whole life. But then I got into an IDP league, and now, like, playing team defense just –
0: So you only only play one team defense league out of, like, the eight or nine you play then, for clarification? Yes. Okay. Is is that crazy? Is that
1: that, –
0: I mean, I do it in DFS. (laughs) Right, right.
1: So, I mean, DFS strategy is to just get the, the cheapest defense I can yeah. that's not going to, like, totally suck. And,
0: and I I think it is, you know, I hate to be on the topic of, of streaming defenses because, man, I, I hate I hate talking about defenses. I, I'm like you, <laughs> Nate. I'm not a huge defense and fantasy football guy anymore either. But, like, I feel like, like, last week I went out and got the Saints defense in a couple leagues. They had been dropped because they were playing the Falcons last week and, like, while the Falcons on paper have a good offense, like I think at this point in the year, this also like, you need to look at what defenses are consistently providing points. Like great matchups do matter. Like Tom was saying, but also like the Colts de- defense has been outstanding and they've had really bad matchups these last couple of weeks on paper. But if you've played them, you've come away successful.
1: Right. They're a team that gets pressure.
0: Mm-hmm. That always, that always
1: pays off. You know, if we were going to talk about streaming team defenses, we should have had Jen on. Because, like, seriously, she, <laughs> that's what she does. And she is a freaking master at it, man. Mm-hmm. She's so good at streaming defense.
0: Hey, we'll have to have her on sometime. We'll bring her on, Uh, do a little streaming defense with Jen. I think that would be a good time there. Uh, the
1: master class. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. good at, like, everything, just to be clear. That's one of the many things. <laughs>
0: we got you i believe in that jen's good at everything i've I've learned that along the way of this season Uh, (laughs) nate what what advice do you have uh as far as fantasy sports is uh concerned going down the stretch here so i kind of
1: i have a few things so as you're going into the playoffs don't be afraid to stream a player if you have to it sucks doing that in the playoffs. But if you have to do it, don't like, if you have to play a guy like Nelson Aguilar in your championship, because the matchup makes sense and you really don't have a lot of other options. Don't be afraid to do it. Mm -hmm. So work the waiver wire hard, like be smart about who you're picking up, pay attention to the matchups, pay attention to the trends, know what's going on with that player before you put any fab on him or use waiver priority on him. Um, And then if you're in a dynasty league and you're contending, if you need, if you if you don't have a trade deadline like most dynasty don't, um, be smart about making some trades and make waiver wire decisions that are smart to win now. And be willing to trade young guys. Yeah, like, don't be afraid to trade young guys. And if you're losing, trade for draft picks. If you're at the bottom of your division, trade for draft picks at this point. Just be smart about it. Find the contenders. Sell some of the more sexy names. I think Jen talked about this in her column on Friday too. Like, don't be afraid to deal a guy like mm, Philip Rivers, which I think should go without saying if he even plays next year, or an Andy Dalton if you've got him. Like deal him. He's probably not gonna be the starter in Dallas next year. If you can get some picks from somebody who wants to win now, do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Tom, actually, last year. Tom and I, we've been in a dynasty league for quite a while uh, together. And last year, Tom and I, we were going into the championship last season together. And he actually, I think, down the stretch traded me Lamar Jackson for, like, two first-round picks. And I, I could have probably just played Ryan Tannehill and been just as good at looking at the points. But, like, Tom got two first-round picks and, like, he, like, still had you Russell know, Wilson. got some other there. stuff, too. That <laughs> yeah. was wild. Like I think that
2: also was I streamed Higby over Mandrews to like get me through the playoffs, just because he was like the hot hand and he was just blowing up. So I mean Nate's just dealing fire tonight. Plus like yeah. the trading, I always tell people that in Dynasty, like first of all, trade deadlines are the devil. Just don't do them in Dynasty. Right. It's pointless. Second, because if you don't do a trade deadline, you do it the right way. Um, it's like the one way that rebuilding teams. Have a way to like garner an increase in value is by trading off people. That probably aren't going to do crap next year for a young person who, fingers crossed, will. But it's like the way the economy works best. At least it looks like to me in practice. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm new dynasty, man. I'm still learning all this. <laughs> I'm Like, because I, I dived into three dynasty leagues this year. One of them is a 16-team IDP league. Mm-hmm. With- do idp flex jen and i co-manage it dude we're eight and two nine and two nine and two uh eight and two nine and two something like eight and three i don't know but we're good we're in like third place hey hey that's
0: what it's
1: <laughs> about man. do either of you do idp Have I I would love to. I would love dude to. it's it's fun and it ruins team defense for you I mean, I
2: hate cool defense anyway. It's just one of those things that I like force myself to be good at because I want to win.
1: Yeah, right? totally, yeah. totally.
2: Just like so, I hate kickers, but I want to know, want to win. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, gentlemen, why don't we round it out with some uh, a little bit of feel good life advice as we heading head into what's probably the weirdest Thanksgiving. Nate, is this the weirdest Thanksgiving you've ever? had and and you know not to share your age or anything but you obviously have quite a few years on tom and i So, like would you say this is is, <laughs> is this the weirdest year you've ever seen so i'm
1: fine i actually today on uh, the earlier stream i was on they were talking about how old frank gore was i was like guys i'm a year older than frank gore <laughs> how do you think that makes me feel <laughs> so i'm i'm 38 uh i've been through a lot of thanksgivings um Actually, this one isn't the weirdest. I've okay. had some weird Thanksgiving's, um, but this one is probably the calmest. I'm looking forward to it because like I, the last five years we've had like these massive dinners. I built mm-hmm. a dining room table <laughs> to, oh. to host these dinners where we had like 10 to 15 people. And oh, like, wow. if you know me, I'm a cook. I was a chef for a long time. Mm-hmm. So everything, I make everything from scratch. And we're only having the mother and father in law over this year, and it is oh, such wow. a relief. And I'm so excited, especially because Jackson's going to be stoked. He just gets to hang out
0: with grandma and grandpa. So. Heck yeah, man! That's awesome. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's just another way, like you and Jen, like continue to like fit the mold here and like continue to take everything in stride that this crazy COVID nineteen years thrown at us. And you know that that's an awesome outlook, man. I I appreciate that.
1: I mean, hey, bro, look what we're doing now.
0: Without yeah. COVID, I don't know if we'd be here doing this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So <laughs> absolutely. As shitty as uh, it's been. I'm still thankful for yeah. all of the things.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh I'll have a I'll have a column coming out here at the end of the week touching on s- some more things I'm thankful for. Um Tom, why don't you uh why don't you hit us here with your advice as we head into the holiday season?
2: Yeah, man. Honestly, this is a great Great time to go through it because Nate has already done exactly what my advice is. Um, You know, it's Thanksgiving. It's a time that we're supposed to like take a moment to be a little reflective and just kind of think back and be thankful for things. And this year has been weird in a lot of ways. It's just been sucky kind of a bummer, but this is like the week where I want to just take stock of everything, especially heading into the holidays and everything and just focus only on the good stuff and realize that, you know, more days than not, this year was still a good year. And, you know, like, needs, mm-hmm. you could choose to say, like, hey, this Thanksgiving is going to suck because I'm going to get to see like four of my family members. Yeah. Or you it's going to be like a chill, low key Thanksgiving and I don't have to cook four, <laughs> you know, pounds worth of potatoes this year. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I just want everyone to just take a minute, be nice to yourself and, you know, remember you get out of bed <laughs>
0: Appreciate that, Tom. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Nate, what do you got for us? Oh, I have to say more. Uh, I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just enjoy it. Like be thankful. Love your family. We get we have football on Thanksgiving in 2020. Yeah. Yep. I don't like basketball that much, but the NBA season is starting back up in December. We've got hockey coming back. Maybe, maybe I am looking forward to the Rockies winning the 2021 World Series. <laughs> it's just like it's been a weird year, but this isn't forever, and we're going to get through it. And it's been hard, but you know we have a great community, and fantasy football is a great community. Mm-hmm. And whether you're the Twitter community or the Facebook community or you're the ESPN league communities or your league, whatever community you have in your league. Like remember that these people really are your friends Yeah. and things can look really dark at times, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Man, I, I, even, in, yeah. even in
0: 2020. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I think that's super powerful, Nate. I appreciate that so much, man. Like, You know, and just like to I don't know if we've ever really said it on the show, but like just so you know, like my DMs are always open. And I know Tom, Tom and Nate, they're they're super great at giving life advice. I've come to to them myself with a a lot of advice for my personal life uh, over the time we've worked together and and before that. So I really do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, lean on us, guys. Lean on other people in the community. Uh, we know the holidays aren't a great time for everyone, but let's be thankful for, for what we have. For sure. And I, I guess I'll round it out here, guys, with uh, my final tip heading into this Thanksgiving season. Uh, I know uh, normally Thanksgiving season and the holidays in general are kind of a very, they're a fun time for me. They're uh, I'm out, like basically the, how I can explain it now is I live in the middle of the state. And half my family lives on the eastern side of the state. Half my family lives on the western side of the state. My friends live up north. So normally I'm going from one side of the state to the other side of the state, up north, back down south, into this like just everywhere. If, if there's been a place in Pennsylvania, I've probably seen it over the last three years, just traveling for Thanksgiving alone. So, uh, but I just want to say this year, while I'm not going to be traveling, and I hope a lot of people are kind of limiting their travel a little bit this year. Uh, you know, in lieu of the coronavirus, I, I think, like, let's take this opportunity to, like, rest up a little bit. Um, You know, Friday, Saturday, as much as you can, uh, heading into Sunday. Like, let's rest up. Let's take some time for ourselves. And, like, we have four weeks left of this season, pretty much, like, fantasy football-wise. Obviously, there's Week 17 in the playoffs, but there is a month left. And I'm going to hit this hard as a mofo, man. Like, I'm going to be making the best content I can over this Last stretch of the month, my lineups. I'm going to try to get fire lineups going. I'm going to try to win something in DFF for once or or DFF for (laughs) once. I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to go balls to the wall here this last month. So I'm going to really try to rest up these next couple days and and build back my strength as we head into the long stretch of the season here. I think.
2: Yeah, man, that's that's some great advice. Like, just to take some time, recharge, get yourself ready to go. Because you're right. Like the holidays can be draining. Like they're fun. Great to see your family, but yeah, yeah. It, it, it is draining just to be around yeah. so many people and to just have so much like of yourself that you're putting out there and given to family and friends and stuff. And I mean, and, you know, this year will be a great time to kind of slow down and recharge and get ready for the things we can enjoy that are still right. here.
0: Right, there. right. turkey, <laughs> yeah hey and uh and before we round out the show one last or two last things for you real quick um i did want to mention um if you do find any hunting cans and you are in pennsylvania please hit my line uh hit my dm again that's open i'm looking for these hunting cans i know they're up in erie haven't made it up that far if you're in this vicinity (laughs) let me know uh pick them up if you can scoop them Get, get them on your waiver target list uh And uh, I just want to remind everyone as well, we're doing a super cool thing here in Between Media. Uh, We're having a Between the Holidays campaign coming up over the next couple months. Uh, We're going to be joined by some of our favorite names from the fantasy football community and industry. Uh, We're going to be bringing you a special uh, Between the Holidays tip column on Friday, some fantasy football advice, some life advice coming your guys' way. And we're also going to be having a live stream, a Christmas party here in a couple Fridays. And we're also going to be doing a DFS Week 16 uh, Fantasy Football Charity Tournament. So check that out, guys. We really do appreciate all the support so far this season. It has been an absolute blast, and we hope to continue with you all season long. Nate, Tom, anything anything else for the viewers before we pop out here? Thanks for looking at my
1: uh, mug twice today, if you did. I appreciate it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, just thanks for always being here, like chilling with us, hanging out with us. I mean, we really love. I, I honestly love moving to this like live stream format, so we can actually yeah. just, like hang out with people. Like, this has been fun. So, thanks for being here. Thanks for showing up, and we'll, we'll uh, see you next week.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Uh, take care of yourself. Enjoy the holidays, and keep it in between until next time. Thank you.
1: Weekly. Weekly.